This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and yep, we're still coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network Talk Stream Live. Let me see Radio X throughout Europe and broadcast affiliates and networks right around this great big world of ours. If you'd like to check us out online on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV, our main website is exxonradiotv.com. And to find out what other programming we have available for you, 724-365, on the Exome Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. Everybody remembers the Untouchables. Remember Elliot Ness, uh, who was played by Robert Stack? And then the, let me see, Kevin Costner played... No, it wasn't Kevin Costner, it was... Yes, it was. It was, it was Kevin Costner, uh, right? Yes. Who who played um, Elliot Ness? Elliot Ness. Sean Connery played one of the detectives, and of course, in most recent times, we have The Sopranos, and and people seem to be, you know, taken in by the mafia, the Casa Nostra. Look at Goodfellas, that movie with Robert De Niro and and another bunch of great actors seem to capture the the imagination of a lot of people. But what many people do not realize is that the mafia is very real. The Casa Nostra is very real. And um, my guest this hour is Danielle Simone. And we're going to be talking to Danielle, who is the author of uh, two books. Uh, one book that is coming out in a couple of weeks, The Lufthansa, Soft, uh, the Lufthansa Heist, and another book that's going to be coming out in the near future, The Pierre Hotel Affair. Now, he is a mafia expert. He uses his experience and personal interaction with Henry Hill to discuss the course of events that led to the path his life took. He's going to be explaining to us um, if life would have been different for Henry had not been, if he had not been caught and arrested. 
the mafia is real. And joining us now is a true mafia historian and the co-author of the Lufthansa Heist, behind the $6 million cash haul that shook the world with Henry Hill. And the upcoming The Pierre Hotel Affair is Danielle Simone. And Danielle, welcome back to the Exxon. Great having you again with us. It is my pleasure to be with you, Rob. In, you know, I remember after we aired your interview with us a couple of months ago, people were saying, well, geez, we, th- we thought that the, that the mafia, the Casa Nostra, the Luciano family, and the Gambino family, these were all, you know, made-up stories, part of the fake news. And you mean it's real? And I said, well, of course, you heard the interview. Why do people in today's society still think that the mafia, the Casa Nostra, aren't real? In my opinion, Rob, uh, primarily because of the uh, the way it's been glamorized in the media, on, mm-hmm. in films, on television. Uh, you mentioned the Sopranos uh, TV series uh, a few minutes ago, and I think that subconsciously the uh, the public, uh, because of that glamorization, views uh, the mafia has some sort of a fantastical, uh, uh, non fiction, not fictionalized sure. type of organization. But it is indeed very, very much real. Um, is is the stata, is the actual structure of uh, the organized crime families uh, in reality the same way as we would have seen in The Godfather, where there's each family has their designated area, their boss, their soldiers, their associates, and so on? Yes, it was precisely in that uh, that structure mm-hmm. years ago, decades ago, to be more accurate, Rob. But as of recent, over the past uh, 20 to 25 years, uh, uh, the organization, the mafia organization, as a, as a uh, uh, huge, uh, powerful entity that it was, is no longer. It's been fractured. It's been decapitated. Wow. And the, rem- uh, the remnants, uh, members, uh, are, um, have no guidance, no leadership, and are not really the loyal uh, types uh, that uh, the mafia wants uh, enjoyed having his members. All right, Daniel, please stand by. Great talking to you again. Exo Nation, Daniel Simone is our special guest. www.danielsimone.net That's D-A-N-I-E-L-S-I-M-O-N-E dot net. We're talking about the mafia this hour here in the Exxon, and we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. 
Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. If you're a seeker, don't miss the inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening, Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sandra Cochran's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers throughout the Americas. Sandy's initiations across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt, combined with her knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth, influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private readings, Sacred International Journeys, a meditative CD, and her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate your earthwalk and create a deeper connection to yourself. Find this and more at her website, starwalkervisions.com. Welcome back, everyone. Danielle Simone is our special guest, and he is a true mafia historian. He's also an author. And Danielle, how did you uh, get involved, or how did you gain the title of being a mafia historian? I really can't answer that, Rob, in all honesty. Uh, I guess through the various uh, interviews and uh, television appearances mm-hmm. that I've made over the past uh, uh, several years, uh, I've evolved, uh, I guess, uh, by reason of uh, association uh, as a mafia historian. Uh, but in essence, uh, I'm actually a, um, I'm trained as a novelist, uh, an author, and I specialized in, um, 
and sensational crimes, uh, primarily because uh, of the, uh, the public interest. It's a genre that, uh, that the, the public cannot simply uh, be satiated of. And this continuous interest, immense interest, that uh, is the reason why I focused on this particular genre, and I, I enjoy it, in all honesty. I lived in, I grew up in, in a neighborhood in Queens County, um, New York City, uh, where it was infested with uh, uh, mafia gangsters and uh, wannabes, and I sort of grew up watching the, this element evolve from a uh, regimented, powerful organization uh, to what is now, as I mentioned earlier, uh, a fragmentized, uh, disorganized uh, entity that only has a few remaining members without any uh, leadership or uh, proper guidance. Well, what happened to the mafia to become uh, defragmented? You know, well, uh, what happened to the, the structure and the loyalty within the families? Um, was it law enforcement that crushed the mafia, or did the mafia self-implode? Several reasons. Um, it did self-implode in a certain sense, uh, but also uh, a smattering of, of aggressive U.S. attorneys, prosecutors, uh, armed with the um, relatively new RICO statutes, the RICO, known as the RICO law, aggressively went after the higher-ranking members of the, of the New York City five families and were able to decapitate each one of those families. Uh, many of the, um, the, the, the members of the hierarchy of the mafia families were uh, incarcerated uh, for life without any uh, possibility of, of parole. But then there was another uh, reason. Um, competing factions have risen. For example, the Serbian, um, uh, I won't call them the mafia because the only true mafia organization, the traditional mafia organization is the Sicilian um, uh, faction. Right. But the Serbians, for example, Serbian um, uh, organized Serbian um, uh, criminals, infiltrated uh, our shores here and began competing with uh, with the mafia mm. albanian uh, organized criminal factions uh, the russians so all of a sudden several competing factions evolved uh, and the mafia was uh, busy defending itself against these aggressive u.s attorneys and, and for all those reasons all combined it just began disintegrating. Is there any truth to the rumor that in the late 60s, in the time of JFK, that the mafia was actually working with the FBI? In fact, uh, speaking of the JFK, um, his father, uh, Joe Joseph, Kennedy, yeah. uh, had been in bed with uh, a very famous uh, Chicago um, boss. His name was Sam Giancana. Uh, Sam Giancana, as a favor to Joe Kennedy, uh, ensured uh, that um, JFK would win several primaries, and which in, in turn, eventually, those, those winnings of those two or three primaries that Sam Giancana orchestrated ensured JFK's path to the White House. Was, wasn't there also a, wasn't there also a connection between uh, the um, the uh, the mafia and the CIA when it came to events that were going on in Cuba? Yes, the CIA had 
contract, Sam Jenkin, the same mob boss I, I described a, a few seconds ago, right. uh, to um, uh, assassinate Castro. Several attempts were made, and of course they failed. And uh, needless to say, uh, the CIA re retained its ties mm -hmm. to uh, Sam Giancana and his associates. But then, when Robert Kennedy, JFK's brother, right. as Attorney General, began aggressively um, in going after uh, Sam Giancana's associates, at that point, Sam Giancana turned to Joe Kennedy and said, hey, what's going on here? Uh, we ensured that your son would uh, uh, be in the White House, and, and now your other son, who, who uh, was appointed Attorney General, is giving us a tremendous amount of grief and problems. And Joe Kennedy dismissed it as a uh, simply a uh, an image for the public that uh, uh, his sons were uh, um, pretending to uh, go after the mob, but in reality, Robert Kennedy was very much serious about uh, destroying the mafia. And ultimately, Sam Giancana, in um, a collaboration with the CIA, uh, the FBI director, the former FBI d director, um, actually orchestrated the assassination of JFK. Wow. So was, was Oswald the patsy? Was there a connection between Oswald the CIA, or was Oswald set up to be the the person who all this attention would be would be pointed to to keep the the mafia as well as the other agencies that were involved or allegedly involved with the JFK assassination out of the picture well your term of uh, using uh, calling uh, Oswald the patsy is precisely what he was uh, Oswald was a fanatic mm -hmm. a political fanatic uh, pro-communism, right. and when, when he was given the opportunity to assassinate Kennedy, he embraced that uh, that idea, and according to my findings, and I really delved into this in great depth, uh, Oswald did not know that other shooters had been placed um, in the various areas of where the uh, assassination actually took place. So as far as Oswald knew, he was the one who actually fired the, the fatal uh, shot that killed JFK. But in, in reality, there were two other shooters in place, and uh, uh, the fatal bullet came from um, another area uh, known as the, uh, the, the Grassy Knoll. Right. Everyone has heard about the Grassy Knoll mm -hmm. of that particular area. And in fact, there are videos, uh, films I should say, uh, that clearly evidence that the fatal bullet came from the front of the motorcade and not the rear of the motorcade where Oswald was positioned. And, of course, we're talking about the Zapruder film at this point. Precisely, yeah. Rob, yes. This had to be a conspiracy that went further than the CIA, further than the FBI, in order for this to be pulled off. For example, wasn't the Army Intelligence uh, Division who always used to go and uh, get into the crowds and also work as protective uh, agents for the president, weren't they told to stand down? In, in a sense, yes. They were told to uh, uh, minimize the security. And, in fact, J. Edgar Hoover, the former FBI director, mm -hmm. um, had received intelligence uh, a bulletin that this assassination was in the planning, and he simply turned his back. 
and instructed his subordinates to ignore the rumors as uh, nothing more than uh, empty, empty rumors. So it, 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 by ignoring what was developing, mm -hmm. uh, in, in essence, J. Edgar Hoover was one of the conspirators of the assassination. And the same applies with the uh, former CIA director, who JFK had vowed to fire him and replace him. Well, wasn't so, JF, didn't JFK also want to dismantle the CIA? Yes, he did. But before taking that drastic measure, mm -hmm. his first move was to replace the, the, the then current CIA director. With, with the director of the FBI being involved, the CIA being involved, would it be fair to say that uh, President Johnson was also complicit into the, the conspiracy and the assassination of JFK? There is no evidence, Rob, that President Johnson was complicit, but he was certainly glad that it happened. Yeah. Was because there was no uh, uh, there was no love between Lyndon Johnson and uh, JFK, or even worse, between Lyndon Johnson and Robert Kennedy. Do you think? That, do, do, so, do you think that these type of events are still happening today, or with the implosion of the of the mafia and the disassociation with the different agencies that? something like the JFK assassination with all the central players being very high in government as well as very high within the mafia. Could that happen again? I don't believe so because, as you well said, the the implosion of mm -hmm. the mafia uh, has taken away that uh, power that it once had. Uh, it had long-reaching tentacles, uh, uh, powerful uh, families uh, scattered throughout the entire United States, uh, in all the major metropolises. Uh, so uh, today, so, that, that type of conspiracy, that type of act could mm -hmm. never actually uh, be carried out. Not to mention the fact that there really isn't anyone in leadership uh, within the mafia who would have the capacity, the wherewithal, to organize such an uh, um, incredible uh, assassination. Is, is it possible that there is a, a, a mafia as we used to know it, but it's gone underground and it's working in nefarious ways where it can't be seen or can't be tracked by law enforcement? I don't believe so. There okay. is no evidence of that. Uh, again, the few remaining um, remnants are on their last breath uh, like a, an extinct uh, um, animal that is about to, to uh, expire. Uh, so, no, I, I would not uh, uh, surmise that uh, there is still a, a, uh, an active um, organization with any sort of uh, leadership or power. Would we find the the organization in the, in Sicily still in certain parts of Italy and Europe or has this imploded right around the world in Sicily it very much is still exists um, yes as a matter of fact just about two months ago there was a a, a raid in um, Palermo Sicily where um, uh, six or seven uh, top-ranked uh, uh, lieutenants uh, were um, arrested and are currently under prosecution. And uh, But yes, to answer your question directly, indeed, it's still very much alive and powerful in Sicily. If it's still alive in Sicily and the mafia organization within the United States originally came from Sicily, 
Is it possible then in the future that the mafia and the Casa Nostra may decide to try and rebuild itself, try to reestablish itself in the United States? I wouldn't think so for the simple reason that uh, those who are in power Mm -hmm. within those mafia organizations nestled in Sicily are fully aware and uh, fully comprehend that the American law enforcement system is now too sophisticated and too well technologically equipped um, for them to um, carry on uh, without uh, without uh, prosecution or ultimately without being uh, again decapitated right. by American FBI. All right, stand by, Danielle. You and I have to take our break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes after the news. Exonation. Nation, Danielle Simone is our special guest, and he is a true mafia historian. He's also the author of The Lufthansa Heist and The Pierre Hotel Affair, and we're going to be talking about these books on the other side of the news when we come back. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. And for more information about Danielle, visit his website, daniellesimone.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at... 
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Welcome back, everyone. Danielle Simone is our guest. www.daniellesimone.net is his website. And uh, before we get on to your books that I'm very interested in talking about, because once again, you know, the movie The Goodfellows uh, certainly had the Lufthansa heist in it. What, what, how or why was the mafia formed in Sicily? Well, originally uh, it was formed in order to... Um, um, to uh, feed uh, some of the families uh, whose husbands uh, were um, uh, not capable of providing uh, a livelihood and raise uh, their children. And, and so a, a group of um, the more sophisticated, the, the, the more audacious um, uh, men of that uh, region organized uh, into, a, um, into a, an association, so mm-hmm. to speak, a, an amalgamation, uh, not originally intended to have been a criminal enterprise, and it slowly evolved into that when they um, when they were forced to fight uh, the Mussolini regime, uh, who did not want any organized um, uh, amalgamations uh, that could possibly become labor unions, and in fighting or disputing uh, Mussolini's um, um, uh, practices or policies they slowly uh, resorted to crime. And before you knew it, it evolved into, uh, uh, rather than being a a benevolent association to help uh, the needy, the poor, uh, they became a a, a huge uh, criminal um, uh, enterprise. Wow. Do you think that uh, the mafia had anything to do with the disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa? Very much so, absolutely. Uh, the mafia definitely organized and carried out the, uh, the the 
murder and disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa. And, and uh, again, there are men, there's a, a, a slew of evidence that uh, points to that, uh, which the authorities, for whatever reason, uh, chose to ignore. I guess the mafia did some cleaning up for the authorities even then. Yes, they did. Gotcha. Uh, indeed, it was uh, not uncommon for uh, for the CIA uh, or the FBI to uh, collaborate with the mafia and uh, have the mafia do the, the dirty work that uh, the government did not want to uh, physically partake. But why would the mafia want to turn against Cuba when Havana was, you know, basically built by the mafia? Well, that's an interesting uh, topic, which I can uh, clearly explain. Uh, yes, uh, the former dictator, but prior to Castro, uh, whose name Bastina. escapes me right now. Was uh, it Batista. Ba- Bastista? Bastista, yes. Bastista was actually in partnership with Sam Giancana and some of Sam Giancana's associates, uh, Johnny Rosselli being one of them. Uh, Johnny Rosselli controlled New Orleans. Right. As uh, Sam Giancana controlled Chicago. And, of course, they were in partnership in hotel, casinos, um, condominium complexes, beach resorts in Cuba. And when Castro became a viable potential insurgent who could possibly overthrow Batista, um, naturally, the CIA was involved in protecting Batista, and JFK had vowed, had pledged, that he would assist in uh, what was known as the Bay of Pigs operation. The Bay of Pigs operation was intended to stop Castro from overthrowing Batista. The last minute, on the very last minute, on the 11th hour, JFK withdrew his support um, for the Bay of Pigs invasion, and all the... um, um, the individuals involved in the assault on, on Castro uh, wound up, uh, uh, you know, dying, and the, the operation was foiled. And for that reason, that was the last straw that ultimately broke Giancana's back, because as soon as Castro took over, he confiscated all of the American businesses that were jointly owned by the previous dictator, Batista, wow. and Sam Giancana's and his associates. And finally... They decided to uh, teach JFK a lesson, and that was the ultimate motive for the assassination. Let me throw this out to you, and I, you know, I'm just listening to you and, and trying to put the missing pieces to history. Is it possible then that the mafia also had something to do with the the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis? And the turning back of the of the Russians. I I did not see any evidence no, of that I... or no involvement of the uh, of the mafia in respect to the to that uh, missile crisis. No, that was strictly a political issue between the American government and uh, and the the then uh, uh, communist um, uh, dictator um, Khrushchev. Uh, Nikita uh, Khrushchev. Khrushchev, correct. Yeah. Uh, thank you for your for the help. Yes, my great pleasure. Uh, no, but there was no involvement on the part of the mafia uh, in respect to that. All right, let's get into a topic that I love because I watched this on Goodfellas. How now, in the movie Good, Goodfellas, they talk about Lufthansa heist. How how accurate was the? 
the part of the Lufthansa heist that we watched in the Goodfellows movie compared to the real McCoy? Well, in, to be more accurate, uh, Rob, the, the physical aspect of the robbery was never actually shown in the film Goodfellas. Uh, it, it, it was known, it was announced, um, uh, it was heard on the, on the radio right. or news, uh, but it was never actually shown. Um, the, uh, the details of organizing the heist were not um, mentioned or shown either. And then, of course, uh, after the, 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 the uh, presumed robbery, they have a Christmas party, as yep. you may recall. And um, that's when everyone turned up in fur coats and uh, friend, uh, new Cadillacs, and that is when uh, uh, Rob, the, the character played by Robert De Niro, uh, became very angry because he wanted uh, all of his uh, cohorts to maintain a low profile. And then uh, killings started to appear, left and right, without really explaining why and who was being killed. So the movie, as brilliant as it was, and it's so entertaining that I still watch it every time it's broadcast on television, but it was only a blurring snapshot of, of, of what actually happened, rather than demonstrating in details how the robbery had been organized, how it was carried out, and why 13 people were murdered after you know, the robbery. Can you give us a bit of insight? Well, sure. Okay. Uh, the FBI, well, not the FBI, to be more accurate, the New York City Police Department um, immediately knew precisely who was involved. But they had no evidence. They had no proof. Jimmy Burke knew that the, NY, the New York City Police Department detectives were aware that he had masterminded the robbery and were also aware um, who actually physically carried out the, 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 the heist. And Jimmy Burke naturally decided to... Uh, eliminate anyone who was uh, remotely connected uh, to, to the crime uh, to ensure that uh, no one would be in a position to um, testify against him. And there was another reason why Jimmy Bird did this, uh, this spree of murders. Um, when it was made known that the, the, the total haul amounted to nearly $6 million, naturally his partners demanded more of a, a greater share. And for, for, that was the second reason why Jimmy Burke made a wise uh, business decision to eliminate all of them and save them, keep most of the money to himself, which he did. So where, where did they get the information about this, this, this vast amount of money that was coming into New York that was basically untraceable? This was money that, uh, well... American, American Express had contracted Lufthansa to transport U.S. dollars from Europe that American tourists would uh, purchase, with which American tourists would purchase what was known then as um, 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 traveler's checks. You may or may not recall. So that when you traveled abroad, uh, you could go into an American Express uh, office um, anywhere in Europe and purchase uh, traveler's checks that were widely accepted throughout the continent. And Lufthansa had been contracted by American Express to transport all those U.S. dollars back from Europe. And that's how it actually began. And, of mm -hmm. course, when immediately after the robbery, the Lufthansa administrators were not quite certain as to how much of this cash was missing. So or, or immediately they announced publicly that 
the um, the missing uh, loot was approximately a million and a half to two million dollars. So Jimmy Burke, uh, played by Robert De Niro in Goodfellas, took advantage of this and. Uh, confirmed to his cohorts that, yes, the, the whole amounted to approximately $2 million, and he divided that, that $2 million amongst his group. But then later, within several days, when the Lufthansa bookkeepers uh, uh, took a more accurate count of uh, the money that had been stolen, uh, Lufthansa announced that uh, it was not $2 million that we lost. It was actually closer to $6 million. Holy So now cow. at this point... Uh, Jimmy Burke's associates were demanding a greater share. And that was the final reason that uh, pushed uh, Burke into deciding to eliminate everyone. And, of course, also to ensure that no one would be left uh, with sour grapes who could possibly uh, um, uh, testify against him. So he, they actually got away with the crime of the century. He did get away with it. Yeah. Indeed he did, yes. Whatever, well, hap- he, whatever he happened to him? For all the reasons mm-hmm. that uh, other, other crimes that he committed jointly with Henry Hill, and of course we all know that Henry Hill, Henry Hill became an informant and um, testified against him in respect to, to uh, those other uh, crimes that the two of them had uh, uh, conspired in, and Jimmy Burke went to uh, prison for uh, those crimes that were unrelated to the Lufthansa robbery. Exonation Daniel Simone is our special guest. We're talking about his uh, book right now, The Lufthansa Heist. Now, when is it going to be available for sale so our listeners can mark it on their calendar to make sure that they buy a copy, Daniel? The Lufthansa Heist was available as of August of 2005, and the soft cover was, in fact, uh, published approximately three months ago. So at present, only the soft cover is available. Is it available online on, at Amazon.com or through your website? Yes, it is. It's, uh, it's available on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, I'd, I'd like to announce also that uh, it ha- the book has been optioned by um, a Hollywood production company for, to be adapted to a full feature film for theaters. And we're hopeful that uh, that will materialize eventually. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. You and I have to take a uh, short break, Daniel. When we come back, let's talk about your other book that uh, is making a, uh, I'm sure it's going to make a splash, The Pierre Hotel Affair. Exonation Danielle Simone is our special guest. And if you'd like to find out more about Danielle, visit his website at www.daniellesimone.net. That's www.daniellesimone.net, the name of the book that, we're talk- that we were talking about this segment, Lufthansa Heist, and is available online on his website, amazon.com, on, in soft cover. Wow. Next, we're going to be talking about the Pierre Hotel Affair with Daniel yeah. Simone. I would like to mention, if it's okay with sure, you, Sure, we've Rob, got about 30 seconds. We're, we're offering something unprecedented. We're offering a, an, an authentic uh, autographed copy of the actual manuscripts um, that ultimately was produced into the book. Wow. Well, let's tell our listeners how they can get a copy. I get that when we come back from this break. Certainly. All right, Danielle and I will return as the Exxon continues from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast. 
Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Foundation focusing on evidence based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program. For the secret to everything is for you, the listener. For those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, 
than 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back, everyone. Daniel Simone is our guest, www.danielsimone.net. Now, tell us about the the manuscript, the autographed manuscripts that you also have available. Oh, yes. This is an unprecedented offer that we're making, and very, very limited. um, um, uh, It's a very limited offer. uh, That is, we're offering um, an authentic, autographed copy of the uh, manuscript to the book, and it's autographed by Henry Hill, and myself. Uh, so it's available uh, to be purchased on my website, and as I mentioned, it's a very, li- very limited offer. All righty. Tell us about your other book that is coming out, The Pierre Hotel Affair. Yes, the title is The Pierre Hotel Affair, and uh, my collaborator in this uh, project is the sole surviving gunman of the robbery, which took place in 1971. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, 1972, uh, at the famous New York City opulent uh, Pierre Hotel, where kings and queens have uh, uh, been hosted. Uh, it's still uh, uh, the uh, preferred hotel of uh, American presidents and foreign dignitaries as well. And um, in 1972, eight armed uh, uh, robbers took the entire hotel complex under siege for nearly two and a half hours and um, ransacked the uh, hotel safe deposit boxes where the uh, guests uh, would store their valuables, jewelry and cash and so forth, and um, walked out of there with approximately $28 million in jewels and cash. And it's it's important. Important to note that in 1972, $28 million was equivalent to approximately a quarter of a billion dollars at present value. Wow. Yes. And no one was prosecuted for the uh, crime. Um, Nothing but an $800,000 necklace was recovered. And this one uh, very, very uh, expensive necklace, the diamond necklace, was recovered um, uh, by the FBI and nothing more. And as I mentioned, uh, no one was uh, apprehended and convicted or uh, even uh, prosecuted for Mm -hmm. it. But uh, several of the armed robbers uh, wound up killing one another over disputes insofar as uh, dividing uh, their loot, so to speak. So was that the big last heist? Well, that was the last big unrecovered heist. There have been others of much, much greater quantity, but they were not cash robberies. They were primarily uh, involving jewels and, um, and artwork. And all of them, without, without exception, uh, the uh, perpetrators were apprehended. And most of uh, whatever they robbed 
uh, was recovered by the authorities. But the, the Pierre Hotel robbery was the last of the unrecovered, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. losses uh, in history. I, I, that must have cost the insurance company a little, quite a Not bit of really. money. No? And there's a very peculiar reason why. Most of the victims, most of the guests who had lost valuables, uh, either cash or expensive jewelry, uh, denied that they lost anything because of uh, uh, fearing you know, consequences from, from the government. For, for example, how do you explain that you had a $1 million necklace in a safe deposit box? The next question would be, where did you get it from? Where did you get the money to purchase such an expensive uh, 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 item of luxury? Or some uh, safe deposit boxes uh, had uh, uh, in excess of a million dollars in cash. And how would one explain to the government that they had a million dollars in a safe deposit box, which in the United States it is against the law? So for those reasons, um, the, the losses were understated, and many of the victims denied that they had lost anything at all. How can you deny it? Because they were breaking the law? When the guests were questioned, uh, uh, Mr. Smith, did you lose anything uh, from your safe deposit box? They would say, no, I had nothing in there. And that's how it ended. Wow. Curious. But true. Tell us a bit about your other books, the other books that you've written. Well, the other books I've written were two biographies of two prominent uh, female actresses. Uh, but, of course, I'm not at liberty to disclose who they are because I was merely a ghostwriter. And uh, a ghostwriter is exactly that, a writer who is never revealed to the public. Uh, but it entailed uh, two prominent uh, actresses uh, from the um, early 90s. And, uh, of course, my Lufthansa uh, Heist book is the, my first uh, published book um, that, that I'm credited as the author, or co-author, I should say. And my second uh, upcoming book, The uh, Pierre Hotel Robbery, is, of course, uh, the second, um, which will be um, available, will be released in May of 2017. So you've got, uh, you've got quite a bit on the go, and with the option being put on for the movie. Any new books in the offing? Yes. Uh, I just completed a manuscript uh, based on the uh, Charles Manson affair. And interestingly, this is the first project out of maybe two or three hundred that have been written about Charles Manson, this is the very first book that Charles Manson himself collaborated in the development of the project and endorses the project uh, uh, completely. And I've had hours and hours of um, taped conversations with him uh, that were very enlightening, and um, uh, he, he was very helpful in helping me develop uh, a new version of the Charles Manson affair, so to speak a new revelation that has never before uh, been publicized. In fact, uh, it's um, based on my manuscript, a series of documentaries are in production right now as we're speaking uh, by the, um, the Reels channel, R-E-E-L-Z. You might have heard of it, or perhaps your listeners may have uh, heard of it. And um, these series of documentaries based on my manuscript will be broadcast, or at least will begin to be broadcast, in the early fall of this year. 
Why do you think people are still attracted to to these type of films, these type of TV shows? I really don't know, and Charles Manson could not answer that question either. He cannot understand why the, the world has had such a fascination over his uh, alleged crimes uh, uh, that uh, to date uh, remain in, um, in suspense as to whether he really had any involvement or not. But if you were to pose that same question to Charles Manson, mm-hmm. he would say, I really don't know why the entire world has been so fascinated and so attracted and magnetized by the Charles Manson saga. Is it possible that the reason is because he got away with murder? Well, he didn't get away with it because he's, he's in prison. Yeah, he's in prison, but, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, executed. He wasn't executed but for, for the simple coincidence that uh, a year after he had been convicted, uh, while waiting on death row, the mm-hmm. state of California abolished the, the death penalty, and his uh, death sentence was commuted to life imprisonment. And, of course, he will most probably die in prison. What a waste of the taxpayers' money. Indeed it is, yes. And, of course, the, uh, the, the actual killers who executed the physical aspect of the murders are also um, imprisoned, yeah. and there is very little doubt that they will ever be uh, uh, paroled. One of them, Susan Atkins, uh, the most savage, uh, brutal of, uh, of the four killers, uh, died of cancer about two and a half years ago. But as, but as far as... Uh, whether Charles Manson himself had any implication or complicity in the murders, mm-hmm. that has not yet been proven beyond reasonable doubt. But wasn't he the uh, the leader, the cult leader? He was a cult leader, but his intentions, according to him and according to the evidence that has been presented, um, his intentions were to um, guide uh, a group of misguided uh, young people um, and nothing more. His intentions were not to be murderous or uh, to, uh, to, uh, to, to, to go on a killing spree or to incite anyone to uh, carry out a killing spree. And as matters stand to date, there is absolutely no material or even uh, circumstantial evidence mm-hmm. that will prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he, in fact, did motivate those four killers to, uh, to kill uh, the, uh, the, the five or six people who uh, were involved in, uh, in that murder, uh, uh, in that series of murders. Is he crazy? Is he mentally deranged? Is he mentally disturbed? On some occasions, uh, on some conversations I had mm-hmm. with him, he, um, he would be uh, somewhat incoherent. He would drift off from one topic to another incoherently. On other occasions, he was quite philosophical and quite on point. Is he crazy? Uh, I'll I'll say that, in my opinion, it's not a qualified opinion. I'll say that uh, he's probably a sociopath, at the the very least. Um, But he never had his his record, his arrest record, which entails approximately 38 arrests, uh, were never involved never involved any any violence uh, all of his arrests entailed uh, petty thievery petty petty crimes prostitution car theft but never without exception was he arrested for any um, uh, related act of violence is it possible that he may have is it possible that he may have done it but was never caught but that's a possibility uh, mm-hmm. but there is no evidence of it 
Hey, listen, you and I have to say so long for tonight, Daniel. Thanks so much for joining with us. Continued success. And uh, I look forward to the next time you join us back here in the X-Zone. I would be delighted to uh, be with you again. Take care, my friend. Exonation. Danielle Simone has been our guest, www.daniellesimone.net. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Here in the Exxon from our broadcast station, our broadcast center, I should say, in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 